I would actually start with getting started page of a data with some introduction, some information basic about concepts, what it consists of, very powerful attribute system, uh, ramification functionality, and then you can go to description of the packages. And of data framework consists of a basic data library and a couple of additional things that you can add when you need them. In the vast world of testing and code, where complexity often takes a boat, Thanzi Evgeny and mine so keen with a Tata framework, he reigns supreme. From Ukraine's lands, bright and bold, his tale of tech, success is told. With a knack for automation's art, he crafts solutions smart and smart. In .NET circles, his name rings clear for his insights that peers hold dear. With a Tata's power at his command, he simplifies the testing land. Today, he joins us wise and bright to share his wisdom, shed the light, on Atada's features, we will delve, unveiling secrets from his wealth. From pitfalls in UI testing, he'll guard with the tips that leave no aspect marred. And in a race against the clock, he'll code a test that'll surely rock. So tune in, friends, for today's knowledge feast. Yevgeny, our tech-savvy beast. On test automation experience, we embark to light our tech passions spark. Hey, Yevgeny, can you write and run an automated test with Atada in 60 seconds? Yeah. Let's give it a try. Okay, we can try to uh, quickly test this website source demo uh, just by navigating to the homepage and uh, quickly testing the uh, title of the page. If you don't mind, I can start with a watching question. So it looks like he's creating a new Atata project, Atata and Unit Basic Test Project in Visual Studio. Here you can specify your base uh, application URL. So main configuration. There's some base code global setup. Yes, he's putting sauce demo URL in there. And now he's grabbing the title of the page. Beautiful. And now let's run it. He's running it. And it ran and passed. Fantastic. That was 50 seconds, which is fantastic. And just curious to confirm, change the title to something fake so that we know that it will fail if it's fake. Reason twice. Yeah. And it fails. Beautiful. That was awesome. I think that was the, so far, that was the fastest automated end to end test I've seen implemented. That was really great. Yevgeny, another rapid fire question for you here is what do you think is the biggest mistake people make in automated software testing? I believe the biggest mistake is not doing automated testing. It's a very useful thing that simplifies a lot of QA stuff. And just when you don't use it, you use a lot of possibilities that automated testing provides. It can be we start this unit test, which is kind of basic nowadays. You can try integration, API testing. If you can, you can try end-to-end -end testing finally. And then last one for you. In 60 seconds, why should people use a Tata framework over other frameworks? Because it provides you uh, a lot of different stuff that is already created uh, for you to use. A lot of components out of the box, tricky configuration, 
stuff provides you to change particular behaviors in certain regions and so on, configuring locations in a way you need. Yeah, provides a fluent API with your page objects and a lot of verification functionality. It's all out of the box, just grab it. Uh, powerful login systems really helps to debug the tests that fail locally on CI. You need just to try it and see whether it works for you. Yeah, that makes sense. So if I was to summarize, basically, Atada provides a lot of out-of-the-box functionality that people usually have to do code on their own whenever they're using something like a Selenium library and you're providing page objects already implementations, you're providing API testing, I heard, and a lot of other features that you've spent years developing and fine-tuning so that developers can start much further in their automation testing journey without having to reinvent the wheel. Did I summarize that well? Yeah, it really saves a lot of time, yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and why you're here. So yeah, I'm in software development, I believe, about 16 years already. I can split my career on two parts. First part, around eight years, I was just busy with software development as it is backend development, a little bit frontend or full stack and so on. Yeah, and then in the middle of my career, I slightly switched to test automation. I kind of opened this world of Selenium, browser testing. I definitely I used integration and the unit testing before that as a software developer engineer, but end to end was kind of a black box for me, and which I opened and I realized, uh, yeah, that this is quite interesting stuff that is really uh, useful for testing. Why not? And I tried to use Selenium, and then you know realized that you need something, something more, kind of framework on top of it to simplify lots of things that you usually do, like smart weights, explicit weights. I mean, some page object stuff, verification, a lack of logging out of the box in Selenium. Also, is not very good. I mean, in .NET version nowadays, you got also .NET login as well in Selenium, but I decided to try to build something on top of Selenium, kind of try to discover what other languages and technologies have, like Java, Ruby, and so on. Yeah, but try to make it with my vision, how I see it, concentrated on page objects from the beginning. I go further and decided to make everything like in a fluent way, having fluent page objects, which was quite difficult to implement, actually. I will show that features later, but yeah. How it goes just step by step. And I'm in automated testing for eight years, I believe. Yeah, we'll definitely dive into Atara and you can show us off all the cool features about it. One misconception and challenge that I still keep seeing in the industry, especially now with more automation frameworks existing like Cypress, Playwright, other options, they tend to compare themselves to Selenium and say, hey, we're better because of XYZ, but Selenium was never built to be a framework. Selenium is just a basic way to interact with the browser. It's a browser automation tool. And so everyone that's all of us in the past that have picked up Selenium, we have had to build things on top of it. 
we had to engineer our own reporters, our own page objects, our own API interactions, and so on, as you mentioned, smart weights, and so on. And so that, of course, takes engineering time and effort. Then, of course, you have to maintain it. And I find that comparison is not valid, first of all. But second of all, I feel like people don't realize that there are so many frameworks based around Selenium that already exist. Atata is a great example in C-sharp.net that already exists. It has been developed by Yevgeny over many years and fine-tuned that has a lot of built-in capabilities and it's maintained by him. So for people that want to start out with Selenium and not have to reinvent the wheel and build everything from scratch, you can go to selenium.dev and find a resources page with a lot of the libraries that are built on top of Selenium, Atata included. And so I just wanted to say that because it's still a misconception and people still have these feelings that, hey, Selenium is bad because I have to build everything from scratch. No, you can go find another framework that's already built the stuff and then you can take it and start from there. Yeah, absolutely. Selenium is one powerful tool. Yeah, it does not. Definitely provides so much functionality like Playwright or Cyclones do. But we should remember that it supports five, I believe, uh, programming languages, JavaScript, Java, c and so on, which actually is not so easy to support and implement. Every new Selenium feature is implemented on all of the languages. So imagine that the Selenium team would like to build tons of additional functionality and they will have to do it not for JavaScript only, but for five languages. It's really difficult. Yeah, but they do what they do, which is core for browsing automation in a really good way. Yeah, they do kind of less than other frameworks, but do this core. And we don't need to forget about Selenium GUI, which is actually yeah, another powerful part of Selenium, which you can configure any way you want for a really huge test automation whenever you want on different uh, similar machines and so on. Yeah, so I think Selenium does what it does well. And yeah, it continues to add features like Selenium Manager and so on. It evolves maybe uh, slowly, but it goes well. By die, it's a future big thing for Selenium, which is also really great. That's awesome. Actually, it's a cool story. I met Yevgeny, right? I think it was around this time in 2022, we met in Germany and I helped Yevgeny fix a bug and commit to Atara, but I haven't worked on Atara since then, but it was a really cool, very easy experience. I loved all the test coverage that Yevgeny had and everything was very easy to read and understand and the code was clear. It was super easy to make a contribution. But anyways, outside of that, treat me and our audience as a novice and help us to get started with Atara and understand some of its cool features, please. I would actually start with getting started page of Atata with some introduction, some information basic about concepts, what it consists of, like the context, it contains components, very powerful attribute system, which we'll try to cover a bit, ramification functionality, and then you can go to description of the packages. Kind of data framework consists of a basic data library and a couple of additional things that you can add when you need them. JSON configuration, this is like a 
Uh, driving managing or serenium managing the stuff that downwards and ups drivers for you. HTML validation functionality. Validate HTML using cool HTML validate GS package. This account uh, library is containing components for bootstrap and can UI frameworks. So you can, if you are, have bootstrap uh, on your website, you can try also this package uh, contains a couple of useful things out of the box and a couple of uh, additional packages. Yeah, then you can go to installation, how to install it. The first way is if you are using Visual Studio, uh, then you can just install Tata Templates uh, Visual Studio extension. Which is exactly what you did when you were doing the 60-second test, right? Yeah, so just look for Tata and just install it. Yeah, so it contains uh, project templates and some item templates, uh, like basic page object classes and so on. So the basic one creates uh, the things that we have here. And advanced, it contains much more files with uh, JSON configuration prepared for environments. You can check it out. It's more kind of for real-world projects, but basically, you know, just for simple testing. We need all the documentation here, how to set up and create project using Atata templates, or if you uh, don't want to and you cannot use Atata templates extension, you can just do it using these steps, kind of install package, you know, and create a couple of basic classes. Like global setup, which contains global configuration, yeah, which browser should you use, which is base URL, and enable some additional stuff. So there's basic stuff for, this is going to for any unit specifically. And this line is just setups you drive executable. That's awesome. Can you show us the code that you did for the 60 second test and explain to us what's going on? So basically we do navigation in a Tata using go static res. And go to, you pass as a generic parameter, you pass a page object type, which is this one is a kind of basic generic page object just for simple test cases. But yeah, it can be used. What are the options of the generic page objects? Out of the box, they're basically only on the page. All other stuff you should do yourself. What other page type would you pass in there? Let me create some page object. For example, we can create a login page. So I will you know, put this specific line using the login page. It's just syntax sugar. It's a simple file passing uh, the current type to the base type, which should be a page. Can be also a page object or pop-up window for dialogues. This is basically a page object that we created, and we can pass it to go to. Here it is. You can also pass it uh, another way, like if you need to pass some parameter to the page, you can pass it also. This is much better, you know, when you need to pass some ID, some parameters, uh, you know, maybe from. If you do direct URL navigation and you want to combine a URL with a current parameters, you can pass some identifiers and in the constructor you can build that URL and navigate to it. And you want to navigate to some navigate. And that will navigate you to, to the page which uh, will definitely have base URL, so it's demo slash, and then this part will be added to that part. Okay, nice. That's very cool. I, I like that. So you got the base URL stored in the global setup that automatically comes with the Visual Studio template. 
that you installed. And then you can set the different URLs of the page objects inside of the page object. Yeah, these URLs can be a narrative how it is now. Also, it can be a full URL. This is like how to deal with dynamic URLs. If you have a static URL, for example, you have about page, you know, something like that. I easily can do it this way. Oh, nice. So now using this decorator, it'll link to the about page. Can we try to log in to the demo app and then you construct all the code to make that happen so we can watch? Okay. What if you only page? Just one comment for people that don't know, they're always looking for dummy automation sites. Go check out osdemo.com. I think it's one of the best demo apps there is because it's very realistic. And also there's a mobile and a web version of it. So it's cool because you can test the same site on different devices. Go check it out. Yeah, let's try. So for working page, we need uh, three components, basically username, password, inputs, and a login button. Yeah, let's quickly check what they have using inspector. Okay, so for username, we can uh, check uh, HTML and we can use uh, what it is. We have ID, name, but we have very good stuff here. So if it's text input, let's create a property. So every component in page object is just a property of specific type. Here we can have just text input and you can see also a pass underscore here. This passing, this generic stuff looks maybe ugly, but it gives you ability to Large test in a fluent way. What I have in Atata, I have uh, actually a specific locator attempted for finding element by test identifier. Find by test ID. You can also check then a lot of class, you know, content, descendant ID, and a lot of specific things. Narrative sibling for specific difficult cases where, you know, it's difficult to find something. But if we have test identifiers on the page, that's perfect and we can use it. For this particular website, we need to modify configuration a bit because find by test ID looks for a data test ID by default, you see. You can always check documentation. It should be found by the DOM test identifier, data test ID. We have data test. It's absolutely fine. We can change default use test. Nice. I like that to update the configuration instead. That's beautiful. We want to change the default casing. So by default, it uses schema casing. So we can do a find by test ID. And let's quickly check what ID we have here. Username. In such case, you know, there are two ways to go with the data. You can just specify the identifier or just skip it. In such case, Atata will automatically grab the name of the property and we are converted to the needed casing, which is for bind by test ID, is kebab. And we'll use this as an identifier. That's awesome. That definitely decreasing some code. Yeah, for simple uh, names, when you have good identifiers and they correspond with the names, logical names and the names, the property names, how you name the things in the page objects. Yeah, then you just can avoid them here. I can skip locations for this one, even if it has data test uh, login button. I will show you that I can skip allocating at all by default button F12 and quickly check the docs. 
check XML commands, just, you know, highlight on something and check what it tells, what it is, you see, button elements, input type buttons, and so on. Default search is performed by the content and value. Buttons you find by text and by value attribute from inputs. By default, if we just find the text login inside the button. Let's do a test quickly. So we need to pass a username, pass login password. Ensure that we get to the next page and we got to inventory. Okay. For such things, uh, you can skip locations, but you can pass it. But I think the maybe the easiest option is to do exactly what you did, which is just not having that, because why would you want to type extra code if you don't have to, right? Yeah. Then there's also a possibility to even specify default locations. So you can even, yeah, you know, skip the stuff and specify which um, location will be applied by default. By default, they are kind of text input, and password inputs, inputs are searched by labels. It can be also configured in a setup fiction. Okay. What else? Add an assertion to the test. Okay, we can, for example, verify that we are on products page. We have a, some title products, right? We can verify URL if you want, actually. I don't like URL because just checking for URL doesn't mean that the page rendered, right? You can have the website up, but the page can be broken. Just URL checking, yeah, it's definitely not enough. Okay, what it name products page first. So it's another page. We need another page object class. And we wanna find this title, which is div span class title. For such text elements, I usually use just text component and the class title. What we need to show, so currently we have one separate page, working page and products page. And we need to switch from one page object to another. And here we can specify that this button navigates us to products page if we definitely successfully logged in. And now, when we specified an extra parameter, it's kind of t-navigate to, we can use another method, quick and go. So basically, quick view uh, leave us on the same page. Working page, for example, we want to test the following scenario that we are still on a login page and so on. We want to continue on a login page after the quick, but if you want to go to the page where it targets and it should return you, you can see products page. So we navigated to the page and we want to check title. Not a page title, but a goal title. Are you using fluent assertions for the should be part? It's a data assertions. They're similar to fluent assertions, but yeah, unfortunately I had to build my assertion system. It was needed just to support this fluency, so to keep everything in the same fluency. Because after B, I also get the same page. And I can do another verification. Oh, for example, it should not be something. And so on and so on. So you can do a lot of stuff there. Every kind of ascension method returns you to the owner page where this chain was started. So it's a tricky journey of this products page. It passes to the text components and it goes to verification provider. And you can have additional stuff here like note or advanced modifiers. And anyway, in the end, you got a product page and you can continue maybe another assumptions. You can also have multiple assumptions here. Just to go on multiple assumptions, you collect all elements and render them together. 
and then after run it so it fails i want to see what a failure looks like please you can see all the works here contains a lot of different information or you know like as info on tomorrow's levels and you can see i like, got a login page by url and so on type something in username type password click login button and finally go to product page and assert the title element should content element content should be promoted yes all of the stuff and uh, you can check in the log and you can also see the traces which locations we're using which element was squeaked and so on and let's fail it default weight i assume you can configure in the global configuration right and then it failed and then what does the error in the stack trace look like uh, title expected products not actual products cool that's really great Evgeny. thank you so much for joining the test automation experience showing us all about the atata framework tell us where people can learn more about the atata framework and more about you about the atata framework is atata.io website and also in github find me on linkedin twitter of course on github and beautiful Evgeny. thanks again so much it was such a pleasure to chat with you this was really awesome i definitely want to explore this more in the future Hey, and thank you so much for tuning into the Test Automation Experience. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to give the show a thumbs up, subscribe down below. And if you have any questions about what you saw, any comments, comment below. I respond to every single comment. And thanks so much for your time and see you next time.